Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and Ike. The NFL preseason is here. The Steelers are playing the Eagles tonight. We'll talk about it on today's show. But if you want to place a wager on the action, Bet Online is the place to do it. Whatever sport, wherever you at, whatever subject you want to talk about, if it's anything to do with betting, make sure y'all bet online. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head over to Bat Online and start playing today. We have a second sponsor today too, Ike, and I'm really excited to welcome in Balance 7, a nutritional drink supplement that people can have. Ike, I know the you as a professional athlete for 12 years for the Steelers know the importance of replenishing after training Balance 7 helps athletes all over the world do that. Shout out to Balance 7 for sponsoring Mark and I and this Believe is Still His podcast. I just got done doing a 1.5 mile run under 10 minutes and 31 seconds. Balance 7, make sure y'all holler at me so I can refuel this body up. Ike, you were probably going a little bit faster than I was this morning, but we've got a cool promotion running with Balance 7 right now. You can go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, and you'll receive a four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails for about $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head over to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout to get the promotion. It worked for Lamar Odom, who's the guy behind Balance 7, Ike, so I know it can work for our listeners as well. Yeah, you know, you know, Lamar, if it's working for him, it got to work for me because see, I'm seeing what he's doing on the field. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and cue the music and start today's show of the Believe It Steelers podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor, IT. Happy Friday Eve, my man. Steelers play tonight. A lot to talk about on today's show. You're back from Canton. I'm excited to chop it up today. Man, it's good to be back. Uh, honestly, the past three weeks, I've been ripping and running, but finally get a chance to sit down with you to chop it up. Football season has approached. Pittsburgh has kicked it off with Dallas in the Hall of Fame game. I was there in Canton. It wasn't at the game, but I was there for, to support my, my fellow teammates, coach, and of course, the building. So, I had a great time. I'm sure we get, I'm sure we just proud to talk about it today on the show. Ike, the question our listeners and viewers most want to know is who had the better bust, Alan Fanica or Troy Polamalu? You know, you know, I'm gonna be biased. You know, TP, they they even did they even did TP long hair with that thing. And it it, lo- it looked just like it. Um I guess I guess that could have been a request for TP. I gotta ask Troy like. Troy, did you request the long, curly, head and shoulders kind of help on your bus? So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with TP on that one, Mark. I appreciated his recognition to do like a full 360 of the bust two to show everyone the flow. I really appreciated that as a viewer and the recognition and the understanding that went into that. Yeah, his uh, what I liked about his speech, first of all, before we even get there, I felt like Edge, a.k.a. Edger James, had one of the best speeches I've ever heard just in general, period. Troy, Troy's speech was what it was to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I talk and I talk to people at the Cigar Bar all the time, and they like to ask me, you know, how it is playing 12 years in the league, winning two Super Bowls. And I always tell them, man, it's just being unselfish. And Mark, we always talk too. Like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't really know each other at first, um, but just gradually working together, uh, listening to your mom, listening to your dad, listening to your family, listening to my homeboys, listening to my mom, listening to my family. If they ain't know no better, they thought we've been growing up since we was kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it's just the unselfishness that you have towards me that I have towards you whether it's the, 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 the work schedule, uh, maybe we got to reschedule something. It's just, it's just part of that. So I, I just try to bring what we have on the Believe in Still the Podcast off of what I was taught on, on the still the tradition and still the way. And that's being totally unselfish and always caring about your brother. And I think it's like a 55-second clip that I posted on my Instagram, Troy just talking about what he feels and what he believes on what it is being the stiller. And I just try to use that in everyday life. The part where he discussed the Steelers culture was also my favorite part too, Ike, because the part where he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, the only validation any Steelers player should seek should be that of the former legends who have donned the black and gold. I've got goosebumps on my arm right now just thinking about that, Ike. And to me, that just came from the heart and I just consider myself so lucky to be able to be even talking to you as we head into our third season of doing this show, Ike, and just knowing you and all the experiences that you had in 12 years with Troy, it meant that much more to me watching his speech uh, this, this last weekend. What was that? That had to have been Saturday night. Yes, actually, actually it was Friday to air on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So, so for, for that point, it's just uh, we always say in how we look at players coming out of college or just other players in the league, oh, he could have played with me. And when we say, oh, he could have played with me, all that's, all that's saying, one, you're a stealer, two, you're a damn dog. And that's all we wanted to be around when I played with damn dogs. Um, Coach Tomlin got a saying, I'd rather say, whoa, then sick him, and he didn't have to say sick him at all on our defense. You know, he always he always had to pull the leash back from us, and that's how it was. But we just learned that from the 70s Steelers, the 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 late to mid 90s Steelers, and especially when you play defense. Like we don't even care about the offense. All we care about is is is, is smashing faces on the defensive side, and taking care of your brother. You know, we was – I ain't going to say brainwashed. We was taught to give the offense as many opportunities as possible, regardless on what the situation was. We was taught to defend 
every blade of grass, whether it was on the two inch line or whether there was on a 40, 40 yard line. We were just taught, man, I don't care where we end up on defense, make sure they ask don't score, make sure you give the offense another opportunity and give them the ball back as many times as possible. That's what we were taught. So when people talk about, oh, my offense ain't putting up points, we didn't care if offense didn't put up points. We wanted, we told the offense, okay, let's see if we, us, the defense, can get seven to ten points a game. That's how we felt. So when we did get help from the offense, of course we won Super Bowls. But our goal, and I was talking to Brian McFadden and, and Chris Hope, and we were just we were just uh, reminiscing. Our goal was 14 points a game. And at one time, Mark, we was giving up 14.7 points a game. And then, and then the year after that, it was like 12.9. So Ryan Clark said the best. We walked in, in the stadiums, and we told ourselves, man, I don't even think this team going to score today, bro. Just on how we was feeling, our preparation going into the game. Like, that's, that's how we walked into the stadiums. And our offense knew that. Like, offense, offensive line, running game, what y'all want to do? Y'all want to hold the clock for eight minutes a day, or y'all want to have a shootout? Offense be like, hey, man, we're going to – let's run the ball all day. Okay, let's hurry up and get on out of the stadium because we got a party back in Pittsburgh. Let's get there early. So, why don't y'all go run the, run the ball down at the road? We ain't worrying about the scope. We know y'all score that thing in the third or fourth quarter. You know, just give us just give us some time to recoup because we're going to keep giving y'all the ball back. Just give us some rest. Okay. That's how, <laughs> that's how it was. Like, that's, that's how we used to talk to each other. So, for us, man, we never cared about the offense. I, I know for Pittsburgh, we always we was always taught to give the offense, regardless on the situations, turnovers, blase, blase. Make sure y'all get them boys the ball back as many times as possible. Make sure the opposing team don't score. And during all this process, make sure you hurt somebody on the other side of the football field. Certainly a different era. And what a weekend it was for the Steelers, Ike. I do want to go on the other side of the ball, yeah, though, because yeah. Alan Fanica, okay, his float was incredible on his way to Canton. If I ever have a parade in my honor, Ike, I hope it's half as cool as the float that Alan Fanica had. 206 games in 13 years, Ike. He was called for holding only four times in his career. And one of the NFL throwback Social media accounts posted some of the clips he had as a pulling guard in the NFL in those 13 years. As good as they're come when you talk about being able to maul dudes at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know LSU, hometown boy, uh, Alan Fanica. Y'all know him as Alan Fanica. We know him as Red because of his red hair. So we used to call Al Red. Uh, probably the most or one of the most versatile athletes I've seen on the offensive line in general, one of the smartest I've seen on the offensive line. And he just so happened to have a mean-ass attitude when he was on the field. You know what I'm saying? So we, you, at some games he played guard, some games he played tackle. And if you needed him to play center, he could play center. And I'm talking about being a, a pro ball, all pro kind of guy in Alabama. But what, what struck me was when I came in my second year and it was a cat blitz, Coach LeBeau called a cat blitz for me. So that means cat means corner is blitzing. And I was at least 15 yards away. And Alan Fanica called me out. And I said, what the freak? I said, how in the hell this dude 
looking, I mean, his his vision, him scanning the field, I, I don't, and, and I thought I was smooth. I thought I was Peter Pan, a smooth ass criminal. But the <laughs> fact, but the fact that he called me out from 15 yards and I ain't even move a step to come blitz. I guess he, I, but when you've been around that long and your IQ is just that high, you know exactly what the defense is doing. Cat, 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 cat. That's what I heard. Cat, cat, cat. Love, cat, love. And I'm like, shit, that's me. So the protection got to slide my way. God damn it, Red. So after practice, man, I was just like, bro, how in the hell you knew I was coming? And, you know, he's, you know, Red, you know, just my spider sense. I, you know, at the time, he used to call me Young Buck. You know, just my spider sense, Young Buck, gave me a feeling that you was coming. I know he ain't want to tell me because he ain't want to give away why I was coming, but Man, it's just his IQ level, man. Red, Red is a still, and usually when when Pittsburgh Steelers draft offensive linemen in the first round, they usually go to the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? And we'll talk about you know uh, Pounce in a couple of years as well. That's just what it is. We'll talk about the Castro in a couple of years as well. That's just that's just what it is when you go in the first round for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But yeah, man, Red was just something totally different. And I'm gonna also be biased because he's from the city. He's from Louisiana, so. He's a Louisiana boy, so I, that's what I love about Red. He was, he was, he was cool as hell off the field, mean as a mother on the field, and that's and that's just <laughs> that's just how it was with him. But you want to talk about a high IQ mark on the field, man? I never seen nobody with a that high of an RQ, um, especially with a young quarterback, Big, Big Ben, just making his way into the league. Seven really ain't have to do too much his first couple of years because you know he was blessed. By offensive line, by offensive linemen who were not only smart but Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame kind of guys. Bill Cower, Donnie Shell, and the late Bill Munn also getting inducted this past weekend. Ike, I've got to ask, what's the best story that you can share being around your Steelers teammates this past weekend? Oh man, they first of all they say. I age well, which I thought that was that was my ego. I was like, oh hell yeah. I said I look long, I look younger than all y'all for real. Like y'all need to come down and get on some of my regiments on what I'm doing to make myself look this young. Cause y'all looking old as hell right now. That's one. <clears throat> Two, um, surprisingly, what we did talk about, what we didn't know, what I didn't know, um, Bill Nunn, of course, you know, he's we felt like Bill Nunn was one of the founders of getting you know, HBCU guys into the league and, and, and drafting guys from black colleges, you know, with, with the 70 Steelers and them winning four Super Bowls. Uh, Coach Cowell, you know, his journey, he's a Yenzer. And what I mean by Yenzer, he's from Pittsburgh. So, you know, when he became a Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, that, that was a perfect fit for that city. You know, hard-nosed, blue-collar, played special teams, didn't take nothing for granted, always was on edge, but was a, was a player's coach. That's who Coach Kyle was. I'm glad I won a Super Bowl with him. Um, he was hard on his players, even hard on his coaches, but it was just love coming from Coach Kyle because his role, not only as being a football player in the league, but his role from coaching-wise was, was a tough role. So everything he got, he earned. There was nothing given to Coach Kyle. Fast forward to Donnie Shell. I say, damn, Donnie Shell was an undrafted free agent, went to South Carolina State, they moved him from linebacker to safety. Why in the hell it took him 30 years having 51 picks, leading all strong safeties in the National Football League history, 
to get to the goddamn Hall of Fame. That kind of blew my mind. 51 picks, leads all the stats for strong safeties, undrafted free agent. And it take the man down to 30 years to get to the Hall of Fame with four Super Bowls? Something ain't right. Something ain't right. So it blew my mind when it was giving me his stats. I said, 51 picks, four Super Bowls. He was Mr. Clutch. So he led Pittsburgh. So back in the day when Mel Blunt, Rocky, and all them boys was back there, he was leading the team in interceptions for a couple of them years? Yes. Why the hell did it take the man 30? Oh, I get it. I get it. It's, it's too many. It's too many Steelers in the Hall of Fame. LC Greenwood is another guy, Ike, four-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, where another player where you look at his credentials, and I'm asking myself the exact same thing. The Steelers can't help. They know how to drive and produce and coach. Not only good Pro Bowl caliber guys, all Pro caliber guys, but Hall of Fame status guys. If you look at their stats and if they dominated – at their position for a long time consistently, it should say Hall of Fame. You know, you just said L.C. Greenwood. His stats, what he's been doing consistent, consistently throughout his career, says Hall of Fame. Donnie Shell to this day, I'm so glad he got in it, but it blew my mind when I saw his stats and what he did for that still of defense. For this man to get in a for this, it took this long for this man to get in the Hall of Fame. That's you what I didn't get. You mentioned Bill Nunn, and I know we've talked about him on previous episodes of the Believe in Steelers podcast. I go back to that 1974 draft. Five Hall of Famers in that draft, and the Steelers draft four of them. Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Jack Lambert, and Mike Webster. All in a single draft class, Ike. In one draft class. So that just shows you his ability as a front office executive to bring in elite talent, players that want to develop, and players that want on to have Hall of Fame careers. From, from what I know from, from Bill Nunn, because I, I, I had some years I got opportunity to talk to him. He said I was one of his favorites, too, um, FYI. So – from from what I know from from Bill Nunn, he didn't second guess his eyes and his instincts. He didn't care about what size you was at what position. If you were a stiller and a football player, he was going to draft your ass. You know, the coaches had to understand what they needed to do as far as personnel wise, and that's what I did take away from 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 Mr. Bill Nunn. He didn't second guess himself. You know, and that's what we usually do. Like, uh, but he's not. Six three as a quarterback, or he's not two twenty five as a running back. Nah, Bill Nunn was like, can he play down football? Does he make plays on the field? Does he do it consistently? What position he play? Okay, let's get him. You know, because if you look at the guys you just named, they're they're not big guys at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're not like Rocky. Rocky isn't a a big guy. And when I when I saw Rocky in person. Rocky Blah, I'm like, damn, this dude, he'll love. They say, nah, but he was mean as hell. <laughs> they say he was one of the meanest. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, okay, this this makes sense. So, you know, for me, and I kind of took took a part of that, just trusting my eyes, you know, not second guess on what my eyes are telling me that I see. 
Okay, Ike, we could talk Steelers lore all day long. Right. We do have you a few right. other things we need to get to. We have a few you other right. things we need to get to, you including. Right. Bad, bro. No, no, no. I love this. I love this. But we'll we'll be talking for another three hours. <laughs> we don't get onto the next topic, and that is Joe Hayden at the age of thirty-two entering a contract season. He has said that he wants to remain a Steeler for the duration of the rest of his career. I love his awareness of, okay, he understands that they need to pay TJ Watt, but I still think he has gas left in the tank. I think he's been a tremendous player for the Steelers these last few years. And maybe most importantly, I, I think that he is very, very important to the development of the Steelers' young receiving core as well from the defensive standpoint going up against the ones in practice. Doesn't happen all the time. But for all of those reasons, I hope that the Steelers and Joe Hayden can come to a figure that makes sense for both parties. There is no cornerback in the league that made more money than Joe Hayden. You can Google that. No, there is no corner in history to this day that has made more money at that cornerback position than Joe Hayden. I just had to throw that out there. Man, that boy is paid, paid. And usually when you say the same word twice in New Orleans, that means a lot. Like, oh, yeah, he fast, fast. <laughs> Joe Hayden is paid, paid. Um, keeping Joe Hayden, I think, uh, not only does he get and he understand the business side of it, man, y'all, y'all, it's a must that y'all pay TJ. But since y'all thinking about TJ, I don't want to break the bank. I didn't broke the bank four, five times out my career. I feel like we got a good opportunity to win a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh, and I would like to be a part of that. And so, yes, I think they should give Joe Hayden a two-year extension. Guarantee him next year coming up and let the following year be optional. Um, I feel like he's just very valuable to that team. I think at every position you need a savvy vet. He's definitely a savvy vet. I think at that left side of the of, of that defense, you need a young guy who can learn under Joe Hayden on what it is and route combinations to understand it what a quarterback is trying to do to that side because usually quarterbacks are right-handed. So that's the first place they're looking when it comes down to reading keys. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Joe Joe is a still Joe just so happened to, to get drafted by the Cleveland Browns early in his career. But, yeah, for me, in my mind, I think for sure Joe is a still So if, if if I'm coached here in the front office in that organization, I would definitely uh, uh, pay Joe at least or give him some money at least for two more years because there's – all, all he's been doing is coming up clutch. If you look at that 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 New England Patriots game, he had an interception in the playoffs. Um, if you just look at his savviness in and out the field, off and on the field, just being aware, just being one. He's like uncle right now to the to the to the DBs, you know. So I respect Joe a lot. I, I've been liking Joe since he was at Florida. So that's that's letting you know how much of a fan I am about Joe, even when he was at Clint, uh, Cleveland. I, I thought highly of Joe. So the fact that Joe, I'm kind of mad I didn't get an opportunity to play with me. But even though Joe, uh, even though Joe's a Pittsburgh still now, I would definitely re-sign Joe, give him a two-year deal. He is due $7 million in the 2021 season, which would take his career earnings like $121 million. <laughs> Granted, I know you're tax guy and you're going to say that doesn't all go into his pocket. I understand that. But you mentioned him being among the highest paid corners in the league. There you go. And you want to know who his agent is, Ike? Drew Rosenhaus. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I got 120, you take 120 out of taxes. I'm, I'm coming home with 85. <laughs> That's a lot of money, bro. 
Like I was mentioning the development of the young receivers and speaking of which, it's a great segue. I love that Mike Tomlin shut down this report that James Washington had requested a trade. I'm not trying to call it Adam Schefter. He's elite at what he does. He and Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network are the best at what they do. But finally, it's like, who are we going to trust here? Unnamed sources or the word verbatim from the head coach of the team where you can put a name and a face on Mike Tomlin. The reporter in me goes with, okay, sources say, sources say. You can make up whatever you want to in the rest of a sentence. I love that the head coach, Mike Tomlin, went out and said, this is not true. Those unnamed sources we don't respond or react to. He's having a great camp. He's working his butt off. I just, I, I love it because again, I understand why you have to do that sometimes as a reporter. You have to protect the source who's feeding you information. But we do too much of this as, a, as journalists and people in the media world. And I would like to see this put it and put a name and a face behind something. And I, I've said this here on the show, but something that I will say here publicly too, I want people to know that said, hey, Mark Bergen said this. I'm glad this happened. I'm glad this happened. I'm fi- I get fired up about this. I, 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 I respect the heck out of that too, Mark. Put your name on it, man. Yeah. Yeah, put your put your put your put your name on it. That that mean that mean you dropping your cojones when you put your name on it. Yeah, I said it. You know, it, it, it ain't no, oh well, don't tell nobody you getting the info from me. No, nah, tell them you got the info from me. Let them know you got the info from Mark Bird. Let them know you got the info from IT. Say say exactly where you got info. I need my name out there just as much as yours. And the only way I'm gonna get my name out there. If you put the source on it, and the source is me, I have no problem on speaking my mind. So I agree with you, one hundred percent. The only thing is, we gotta speak facts, and that's all Coach T was saying. Coach T was like, "If you're gonna say something, make sure it's facts. Don't look at it from a distance and be like, oh, James Washington, he's looking like the fourth receiver on the roster. He got he gotta be upset about his playtime. Let me throw that out there. So that's that's all." All Coach T saying is, man, don't give me a dirty rumor. Because last time I talked to James, James was pretty damn happy on what he was. And we see James getting better. Did you not see the compliments he's getting from Big Ben on on how he should be playing more? Yep. And if you have you not been watching tape, even during game times, during crunch time, throughout, throughout all the receivers that we see throughout the first four quarters, them last five minutes, what Big Ben going? He going to number 13. <laughs> I've seen a couple of games where he went to number 13 during the crunch time. So say what you want to say, man. All, all Coach T was saying, man, y'all need to start with these dirty rumors. Now, I understand where he's at on the depth chart. He's entering a contract season. So is Juju. So he might be there next year and Juju might not be. And I understand you want more playing time, only playing 44% of the team's offensive snaps. And I did think it was interesting, Ike, that the Steelers did not make him available for the media availability. But until I see someone else come out and say something to this, again, it's speculation and hearsay. I don't know who Adam Schefter's source was, but I thought it was pretty telling that Mike Tomlin shut this down from the get-go. And again, putting a name and a face behind a report that just has unnamed sources. That's just my two cents worth with that. No, I agree with you 100% when it comes down to the unnamed sources. Put your name on it. It drives me insane. You, it drives you, me insane. Because if you, if you got a brand, 
like I'm selling my I'm selling the cigars. We got to believe in still a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got shoes, Nike not about to put nothing. No, Nike's not he, Nike isn't about to put nothing on the shoes. They got to they got to go with their damn Nike check and say that's that's our product. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Same same thing. Giving info. These unnamed sources, like, nah, man. Say, I, I want somebody to say I said it. I, it I just it, it gives any report just so much more authenticity, credibility, instead of just sources. And then I have to wonder, okay, who could that potentially be? Who stands to benefit? Who doesn't stand to benefit? And you get into a list of questions where it's like, if you just know who the person is saying that, you can understand their rationale, their motivation, their intention behind it. No, I agree with you. Okay. Um, Ike, a few more segments to get to. Lamar Jackson is refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, this is the second time he's tested positive for COVID. And I'm going to focus on this angle. I know we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. If he does not get the COVID-19 vaccine and he's even exposed that is missing a minimum of 10 days during the regular season, which could potentially be two weeks, two games that you could miss. When I heard this, Steelers fans are really fans for the rest of the AFC North. So if you're a fan of the Browns or you're a fan of the Bengals, this should be music to your ears. If the starting quarterback, the former league MVP, is not going to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Media members will continue asking questions. Hey, Lamar, are you getting the vaccine or not? For that reason, it has to do with football purposes. The threshold is much higher to come back if you're unvaccinated and test positive than if you are vaccinated and test positive. And here's what I mean by that. 10 days minimum missed if you test positive and are unvaccinated. If you are vaccinated, you just need two negative test results 24 hours apart. Again, if you're in the rest of the AFC North, this has to be music to your ears. I just purely from a pure football standpoint. Man, welcome to America. You know, where we have these, where we have these options, you know, where, where, it's it's not mandatory, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Y'all saying it's voluntary, but y'all y'all damn say I better do it, you know. But Lamar is in a different position when it comes down for the, from the financial standpoint, you know. It, now now he got to look at it like, do I want to sit out these ten days? Um, do I get suspended? Do I forfeit games for my team? But we don't know his reason why. And he don't have to tell us his reason. Like, that's not for us to know. You know, it could be religious re- reasons. Maybe he wanted that thing to get FDA approved. Maybe he might have told his coaching staff, you know what, as soon as, as, soon as this vaccina- vaccination get FDA approved, I'm all in. But until it's not <laughs> until it's FDA approved, I'm just going to take my chances. How can you argue with that? <laughs> how, can, how, can, how can you argue with that? So I'm, I'm the same way. Until I get FDA approved, mm-hmm. I'm all in with the vaccination. Mm-hmm. All in. So basically, you're telling me I can still catch it even though I'm vaccinated. And then after that, you're going to tell me the symptoms are not going to be as worse. Well, what if you have the antibody? What if I did catch it one time and now I got the antibody? Now what? So is is my antibody better than the vaccination? So it's 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 a, when you talk about getting vaccinated, it's a lot of scenarios. I don't know his religion. I don't know if he's just waiting for the FDA to approve it. I don't know if he just don't want to take it, period. But Lamar going to have to come to this conclusion. Okay, 
do I forfeit? Do I give money? Do I put my team in harm's way on me not playing? So right now the, the Baltimore Ravens are fine on what, what he's doing. So obviously they know something we don't when it comes yeah. down to this vaccination. Yeah, but 90% of the league is vaccinated, Ike, and it doesn't, I don't it doesn't know matter. what kind of, I know, but listen, but listen. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is the same way, though. DeAndre said the same thing. Like, so, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. You're saying 90%. So what if, what, what if they said you don't have to? Just like Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, like he, Cole Beasley said, man, I don't know enough about the vaccination. Basically the same thing I'm saying. At least FDA approved me. At least do that for me. So basically, you want me to get a shot of what? That's how these boys. So I get the shot. So what's in the shot is what they're saying. So when you shoot me up, what's in the shot? All I'm saying is when he potentially misses two weeks of games in the middle of the season and you look at the team's over-under win totals, Lamar Jackson's passing total, his rushing output this year. Again, when I heard this news, you're a Steelers fan, a Browns fan, or a Bengals fan. It's to me, it's it, from a purely football standpoint. It's just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? My health is more important than football. That's how Lamar Jackson is looking for it. So you mean to tell me I can still catch it with the vaccination? And y'all gonna put stipulation and rules on if I'm vaccinated on the reason why I can come back? So if I'm not vaccinated and I still test out negative twice and took me twice back to back you still gonna give me hell about it so you just trying to... i'm gonna make you like this religion basically what the nfl is saying yeah i'm gonna make you like this religion even though you don't want to i'm gonna make you like this religion right here or i'm gonna make you like this female or i'm gonna make you like this food nah everybody not gonna everybody ain't bowed down to that <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying from a fan perspective. And obviously, Baltimore really hasn't been raising hell about what he's been doing anyway. So they, they must have talked already. Lamar must have told him how he truly feel about being vaccinated. Well, because I know this was a huge storyline with Kirk Cousins earlier when he said he would not get vaccinated as well. Again, this will continue to be a storyline, though, Ike, for Correct. as long Correct. as this plays out. And again, I go back to... Don't fault media members in this circumstance of, oh, you're just trying to stir the pot. You're just trying to get clicks and everything. That's not what's going on here, Ike, because of that threshold of the 10 days versus two negative tests 24 hours apart. Two different thresholds there. That's what I'm trying to point out from the football standpoint. Right, this storyline's right. not going away anytime soon. No, it's one is one that's not going to go away because of who he is. If it was a four-string yeah. quarterback, wouldn't nobody care, you know? So <laughs> yeah. they, we, it's, it's, it's because yeah. of who he is, what he has done in the National Football League in this short amount of time, and his his first and last name is Lamar Jackson. So we will continue to talk about this until, you know, Lamar either Lamar get vaccinated or he say why he doesn't want to do it or why he is doing it. So I'm just, I'm just looking at it from his point of view, like, his point of view could be a few different things. It could be religion. Um, mm -hmm. It could be family issues. It could be medical issues. It could be, uh, man, I'm just waiting for the FDA to approve. I know a lot of people are just waiting for the FDA to approve something. And once they once they approve it, they all in with it. So it just depends on who you are, man. But right now, your name is Lamar Jackson. So we definitely going to talk about it. Since it's COVID and everybody got to be vaccinated 
in their stipulations to being vaccinated or without being vaccinated. Well, insert Trace McSorley, the immortal Ravens backup quarterback guy. So, yeah, see, <laughs> you're rolling your eyes, but that's the difference. That's the difference of what you I'm know, talking about from the quarterback standpoint. I, I, I get what you're saying, but Baltimore hasn't really been saying too much about it. So they they obviously been talking. Lamar and Baltimore have been talking on why he isn't vaccinated right now. And Baltimore never said they had an issue or a problem with it. And it's contract season, baby. I, yeah, I could, yeah. I, I him, could, him and I, Baker are next. Him and Baker are I next. I could just be waiting on my cheese before the regular season. So, no, you know what? Instead of y'all saying I'm, ho- I'm holding out, I would rather not get vaccinated. <laughs> so, until I get my cheese. <laughs> so, y'all ain't going to Oh, so you think it could be a potential negotiating hey, ploy? Since we, since we talking... You feel me, Mark? Instead of Cons- y'all saying, Cons- "Listen, out. I know, I know, psychic Ike exists." We got conspiracy Ike here today saying. on the pod. I'm conspiracy just saying, Ike. Instead of, instead of holding out, I won't get vaccinated. Where's my cheese? As soon as I get my cheese, I'm vaccinated. Boy, that's a cold hustle right there. Boy, I love it, Lamar. I love what you're doing, Lamar Jackson. Did Did you just come up with that on the fly? Or is this something you've been thinking about, Ike? Since you and I was talking about it, my spider sense had to go off with it. So that could that could be a reason as well. We we went down the rabbit hole there, Ike, but heck of a theory. Heck of a theory right there. We've got football tonight, though, Ike. Steelers at Eagles, second preseason game. Big Ben will sit again. Mason Rudolph to start for the beloved black and gold. Sticking with the same game plan. I want to see a little bit more from Mason thought there were some unforced errors. You had the fumble on the end round. I know Chase Claypool dropped the slant pass, but this was a this house. was a Cowboys defense. This was a Cowboys defense that was horrible last season. I understand they spent pretty much all of their draft picks on the defensive position. I want to see the Steelers offense move the ball and put some points up on the board. Three points in the first half of the Hall of Fame game. I know our guy Damashek says it's like a war reenactment. It was like a war museum in the preseason opener against Dallas. It was it was it was some drops. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. if Chase if Chase would have caught that slant, um, they would have had action because I didn't see Chase a few times catch a slant. I guess I I, th- I want to say the Philadelphia Eagles last year at home and took it to the house. You know what I'm saying? So if, Ch- if Chase knew what time, see that's what that's what I'm mad about Chase. Like Chase, you'll drop the jam- damn slant, but you'll catch you'll catch a a seventy yard ball, a hard catch and dive for the ground and catch it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I got one thing. Okay. Najee Harris will, will win rookie of the year for the league. Wow. Okay. Michael Parson will win defensive player, rookie defensive player of the year. Watch. Yeah. That. Watch what. Watch what I tell you with that. But the Steelers and the Eagles tonight. In so many words, since Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback, this your last time. Because Dwayne Haskins really is the number two. I look, I saw Dwayne last game. He's the number two quarterback. I just can't name you the number two quarterback. So I will continue to start you right now, Mason. But the third game, all the starters going to play, probably. Yeah, because they did four. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Dallas doing four mm-hmm. preseason games. So the yes, third sir. game, the starters going to play. You're going to see Dwayne Haskins start that fourth game. Watch what I tell you. 
I saw I saw the first game. I said, oh, this young man, I saw Dwayne, I saw Dwayne Haskins throw a ball in the flat and somebody was holding on to him, but it was like a bullet. I said, oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> this dude, this dude here had somebody hanging on to him. And he he threw the ball in the flat like won't nobody even touch him. I don't know if Mason could have did that. Instinctively, the pocket had collapsed. What he did, he ran, and what else he did, he slid. He went from a second, a second and 11 to a third and five. I said, okay, this young man get it. And for me, I look at left, right, middle, left, right. If a guy's looking to their left, see the keys, they go back to the middle of the field, then they go back right, then they look to the flat, oh, he's scanning the field. I didn't really see that with Mason. I saw Dwayne scan the whole field. He scanned the field, and you always, as a quarterback, your offensive coordinator tell you, man, look for your check down. Your check down is your running back coming out to the flats slow after he blocks. I saw that consistently with Dwayne Haskins. I did see that consistently with Mason Rudolph. Once I saw that, I said, man, he the number. They just saying, and, and they, giving Mason, they giving Mason Rudolph all the opportunities, and that's exactly what Coach T will say. Yeah. We gave Mason Rudolph all the opportunities <laughs> we could. But unfortunately, Dwayne Haskins has beaten him out for the number two spot. Watch. Well, this is what I've been telling you all along, like dating back to the 2019 season when we first started doing this show. If Mason Rudolph were elite, wouldn't Big Ben be on some exotic island somewhere sipping on Mai Tais and cocktails and whatnot? And so there's that. He did play in the final game last season. He has had the opportunity to prove himself. And another thing, too, dating back to that 2019 season, if Mason Rudolph had it, and I can't always explain what that is. Sometimes it's just an intangible. Would we know who Duck Hodges is as a quarterback, an undrafted rookie who came in to try to right the ship for the Steelers season during that 2019 season? So he'll have another opportunity on Saturday night against the Eagles. But it's like, how many opportunities do you get to try to prove yourself? And he's playing <clears throat> with the ones. He's playing with the other skill position players well, Mark, where this, he should be have every opportunity to prove himself. And if he well, can't do it, then, yeah, let's see what Haskins can do. Yeah, but to his defense, going into Cleveland, they didn't even play their starters, Mark. In that game, they, in that game they didn't, you know but in the preseason opener. Now, you're talking, it, about it, you're talking about it factor. Like, Mark, you just going to name go, – Going into this season, you just gonna name six guys who play quarterback in the NFL that you feel like they have the it factor. You know? I, I and, hear you. You know what I'm saying? So nah, you're like, and I love Dak. Does Dak have the it fa factor? No. I love I love Baker Mayfield. Do he have the it factor? No. But they're starters in the league. Like I I, I love Phillip Rivers when he played. Did he have the it factor? No, but he was a longtime starter in the league. Mm -hmm. um, Peyton Manning, it factor. Tom Brady, it factor. Aaron Rodgers, it factor. Uh, Russell Wilson. Well, when factor. I say it factor, I'm not talking about a Hall of Fame player, but I'm talking about a potential successor to Big Ben. And I just, from the opportunities he, he's had, I haven't seen it to this point. And I'm still of the notion, Ike, and I want to see more of Haskins. I'm still of the notion that Big Ben's successor is not on this roster. I, I've said that before, and I'll say it again. I, I think I think Dwayne Haskins is Big Ben's successor. My personal opinion. I, I want to see I, more before I come to that conclusion. Is the point I, I'm trying to I, make. And I've seen enough, so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
Yeah. But I mean, like three, my, my point is like, I understand it's one game and I try to look at multiple game sample size. Like, you know that about me, but right, when you're right. putting up three points against a Dallas defense, that was terrible a season ago. I am just like, again, how many more opportunities can you get? But we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. And I'm excited to watch the game tonight. You've got the battle of Pennsylvania. Ike. you can see which city reigns supreme between the Steelers and the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going, I, I got the Steelers all day. You know, I think the Steelers right now with the new coach, um, Jalen Hurts will start, they said, tonight. So it's going to be interesting to see how he left off last year. Um, he made a, a pretty cool impression on me. Got to see if he's just real consistent on doing it as a starter in the league with Jalen Hurts and company. So they wind up getting, you know, his, his one of his targets from Alabama. So we'll see what's going on. For me, it's just the head coach. I want to see what the head coach had at when it comes down to controlling his team. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think this is their second goal. I think Devin Bush is going to play this year. I mean, played this game for for the Steelers, and he was out um, with the injury last year. So, so we'll see what's up with that. But um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, this should be a an easy win. You know, yeah, that's 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 how I feel. I I, I feel the Philadelphia Eagles going to come out swinging, and they should. But they still going to get them hot L's, as Uncle Shannon Sharp would say. They still going to come out with an L. So. I got a Pittsburgh Steelers winning tonight, Mark. Let's go for it oh, here in the preseason, Ike, especially with our sponsors of Bet Online. They're able to make this show happen. Balance 7, our newest sponsor. The folks over at Brinks TV, John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, her team there, the Believe Podcast Network, and you, IT, Ike Taylor, number 24 of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All of those people make this show possible week in and week out. I want to appreciate all the sponsors, um, which Mark just said, uh, Brinks TV, Believe It's Still This Podcast, uh, Bet Online for show, Balance 7, uh, thank you and for, for sponsoring us for this show right here. Uh, Mark and Mark, thanks for working with me, uh, taking your time out to schedule uh, once or maybe twice out, 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 out the week. So just want to appreciate everybody, like you say, man, just making all of this work for us. Uh, teamwork always make the dream work. Enjoy the game tonight. Steelers, Eagles, for Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.